Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to Such a Lady and I'm your host Siobhan. If you are new tuning in, thanks for stopping by. Hope you make yourself comfortable. Welcome to our toxic family. If you are Sal, listen, welcome back. Welcome home. I'm sorry last week. I Listen, I know I told y'all to meet me at the same toxic place. I just wasn't there and I'm very sorry. I... Listen, it was it was a bad week last week, so I'm I'm very sorry. I am definitely navigating these new waters. And if you've reached, thank you for every call, every text, every card, every everything. If you've reached out and I haven't reached back out, please forgive me. It's not it's not me being rude. It's just you know how I can talk to y'all here and nobody can talk back. But as soon as somebody says something about my mama, I'm tears. So, yeah. So, I just thank you all for everything. Um, we have family who came down here for um, Mama's celebration. And when I tell you, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, the service was beautiful. And, I, I again, I want to thank everybody who reached out, who called, who sent something. I, I want to I give a special thank you to Heavenly Barbecue. Um when they found out that my mother passed away, um, I called them because um, I just wanted to do a small thing, a chicken. And um, they gave us, they used all the chicken they had um, and gave us a pan full of chicken. Oh my gosh, the cracked chicken. It's smoked chicken salad, y'all. Oh my gosh, I don't. So anyway, it was gone within two hours of getting here. And then afterwards, um, my sister's friend um, that she works with catered the, the services. Well, anyway, long story short, uh, the people at the services was asking about where the chicken salad was. And I was like, I- I'm so sorry. I am like, I, I really am. I-, I mean, I know it's good and it absolutely is. But I I was like, you know, my sister got this. So just know that I'm not lying. Uh, Heavenly Barbecue is the real deal, and all their food is definitely made with love. And if you know, you know when food is made with love. But listen, don't 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 take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Go check them out. Their address is 8601 Northeast 36th Street, Spencer, Oklahoma. Um, listen, you won't be disappointed, and they anoint it. And if it's not good, send me the receipt. I'll pay for it because you lying. You lying. I need to see the receipt and the food that you didn't eat. You can't eat it and then want me to pay for it. And now that's not how it's going to work. You got to take a bite and say this ain't good and then send me the picture with the receipt and I got you. But it's not going to happen because their food is good. Now let's get toxic. Now I told y'all that <laughs> like it's been a wild, wild ride that I'm, I'm single, but I didn't tell you that I met my last boyfriend on a dating site. And if you met your forever on a dating site, thank God. I'm so happy for you. I really am. I'm not being sarcastic. Because I always end up with the worst luck. Because you never know who is on the other side of the keyboard. You know what I mean? Are you really texting Becky with the good hair? Are you texting Marilyn Manson behind the keyboard? You don't never know. You you just taking a chance. Like with anything, it's always a risk. Um, Elisa Jackson was looking for love as well. And she decided to give online dating a shot. 
Now, Elisa was in Hawaii because she was, um, her parent, one of her parents was in the military. So she was, you know, she was used to traveling around. Now, when I think of Hawaii, I think of relaxation, beautiful water, the little lays, you know what I mean? I'm over here just moving my hands because that's what I'm doing. Uh, but what I don't ever think about when I think about Hawaii is murder. I mean, I know it happens there, but I always just think of it as this beautiful place. But apparently, like everywhere else, no place is safe from evil people. Now, let's rewind and start at the beginning. Michael and Catherine Walker had been married for over 11 years. Uh, Michael was in the Army, and Catherine was the supportive wife. She loved to travel, so moving around a lot for her wasn't a problem. Um, Apparently, neither was making friends because Catherine was known to be a very, very sweet soul. With Michael being in the army, he was gone a lot. So when he got the opportunity to be, you know, stationed in Hawaii, he was excited and so was his wife um, because now they could be together. This was their chance to be together in this beautiful, beautiful place. Now, friends said that from the outside looking in, the two had a perfect marriage. But this isn't a perfect world. So y'all know what that means. On November the 14th of 2002, Michael came home to find his wife dead in in their house, the house that the two shared. Michael came home um, and his wife that he had been married to for 11 years, his 38-year-old wife is dead from stab wounds. Now, mind you, you didn't been at work, working from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., as a medic, you know, for the army. So you get out of work. When you come home, the last thing you think you're going to find is your wife dead from several stab wounds. Michael was distraught. The pair had been trying for a baby for years, but after no success on their own, the two had decided that they were going to give um, in vitro fertilization a try and Catherine was excited about this. She was excited about this new chapter of their lives. If she only knew that while Michael was planning this life with her, he was also living a double life. Catherine thought she married this devoted army man when in reality he was really just a fraud and it really sucked because you never ever know. You never know. Now while Catherine now while Catherine was at home being a supportive wife and trying to get pregnant, Michael was out here for the streets. He absolutely was. He was for the streets. He had several affairs while they were married. Um and I'm not just talking about affairs with women. He was out here having affairs with men too. So can you imagine you didn't marry this man and you sleep with him, you trust him. This is your boo. You bragging on him, he in the army, and he living his double life sleeping with these men. Like crazy bananas. Um, I'm just, and not only was he having sex with men. Listen, Michael was out here paying for sex from men. You got a whole wife at home that's giving you sex for free. But you out here giving y'all's money 
that y'all could be spending on these babies y'all trying to have to these men to have sex. Then, apparently, Michael loves to pillow talk. Because if he really liked a man, he wouldn't charge them for sex. I don't, I'm confused. Because he paid for sex and turned around and charged for it too. Michael was really out here doing the most. Oh my gosh. Um, one particular guy comes forward and says, listen, I had sex with Michael and he told me he was bisexual, but wifey didn't know about it dude was like what are you telling me for like what do you want me to do you knew i mean you knew what this was this was just a casual hookup why are you telling me about the fact that you you know your wife won't let you be who you want to be michael was like i just want to live live my truth but instead of getting a divorce he logs back on to the dating site and he meets elisa jackson now have you ever heard of a perfect storm If not, it's okay. The definition says a perfect storm is a critical or disastrous situation created by a powerful concurrence of factors. Now, let me tell you where I'm going with this, okay? Y'all, come on. Stay with me. I'm not going to take too long. Michael meets Elisa online and tells her that he is indeed married. He doesn't try to hide it at all. He tells her he's married, but he's not happy in his marriage. He doesn't say that he is going to get a divorce. Instead, he tells his new online boo that he wasn't happy. He isn't happy, but due to financial reasons and $400,000 life insurance policy, it's just not that easy to walk away. By this short time, him and Elisa are in love. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or should I say she's in love with him? Because Michael is really all about himself. So they, at this point, Elisa is, she. she's like, I want you. I want to be with you. And Michael's telling her everything that she wants to hear. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like he knew what he was doing. Because he would send her messages and he would say stuff like, Um, I want you so bad, or um, the only thing standing in the way between me and you is my wife, stuff like that, you know what I mean? And he would also um, send text messages saying how, you know, he wants this perfect life and this life will be perfect, but it wouldn't be perfect as long as his wife was in the picture. And he can't leave his wife because he got 400 thousand reasons why he can't he could just up and walk away now the reason why i call this a perfect storm is because out of all the affairs that this man had and with all the men and all the women he didn't he didn't ask anyone else to off his wife but he asked alisa now here's the catch alisa had some mental issues that she was dealing with She had been battling depression, and she had been diagnosed with other issues. This is where the perfect storm comes into place. I feel like Michael knew what he was doing with her. She wanted love, and he wanted his wife gone. Elisa didn't know that Michael had been cheating on his wife for years. She didn't know that he was just using her as a pawn. She really thought if she got rid of his wife, 
and she got her out of the way, Michael was going to be the love of her life. And they were going to ride off into the sunset and be great on purpose. That's, that's, that's what she thought. Um, Michael keeps stressing the issue that he's unhappy and he wants to live with her. And it's sad, but Elisa ate this up and she took the bait. She said she would get rid of the only thing standing in the way between the two of them. But in order for her to do that, she needed permission from Daddy Cakes. Y'all heard what I said, Daddy Cakes. He was Daddy Cakes and she was Baby Cakes. Oh my gosh, y'all. Disgusting. So she she needed permission from Daddy Cakes to move forward. To me, this further lets me know that Michael was taking advantage of Elisa because she definitely could have said no. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that she didn't hold any responsibility in what happened. I'm saying that Michael knew what he was doing. Um, Michael could have stopped the train wreck at any any given moment. So, Elisa finally messages Michael that she's growing impatient and she needs this to happen soon, like very soon. To which Michael replies, you have my permission to move forward. Okay, this is somebody's life, but okay. Now, Elisa wanted her man because the very next night while Michael is at work, she goes to the house that he shares with his wife to kill her. Problem is, when she gets there, she can't get in because the house is locked. Talk about who planned this. Okay, who who planned this? You you didn't think about that before you got there? So she gets to the house and she can't get in because of course the house is locked. The next day, Michael reaches out to her and is like, I gave you the go ahead, why you not going? Like, what's going on? Like, make it make sense. Elisa replies, I actually tried to stop your wife. I came to your house, but I had a problem there was a access problem. Now, instead of them saying, maybe God is trying to say, we was going to get caught, we should not do this, this isn't planned out very well, Michael says, say less, boo. The two meet up. Now, why they didn't meet up before then to plan this out, if this is supposed to be the only thing standing in your way, I don't know. But now they decide they're going to meet up. And when they decide that they're going to meet up, they come up with this plan. If Michael texts her and says, good, she can use the window to enter into the house to kill his wife. If he texts her bad, then that means he left a key by the house and she can use that to enter into the house. So that night, um, Elisa goes back to the house. She walks because she don't got no car. She walks. This is the second time she didn't walk to this house. Why you walking, nothing is telling you. Because when I walk, I think. You know what I mean? It's just a time for me to think. So while you walking, you're not thinking, maybe this is not the best idea. Maybe I should turn around. Maybe I'm going to get caught. No, she didn't. She kept going. And Michael texted her bad. So she get, she found the key that he left for her. She opened up the door. She went upstairs. And she stabbed Catherine to death. Here's the crazy part, y'all. 
after she stabbed her, she didn't just leave. She didn't. She had to make sure she didn't disappoint Daddy Cakes. So she stays there waiting to make sure that Catherine dies. Now, while Catherine is dying, I guess at this point, Elisa says that she starts feeling guilty. So she asks Catherine, could she forgive her? And Catherine tells her while she's dying that she forgives her for killing her. Elisa waits around for 30 minutes, make sure Catherine is no longer alive, got her forgiveness, and then she left. With Michael having the alibi, the police didn't intentionally suspect him. Therefore, they didn't suspect Elisa. The two would go on to live, you know, their separate lives. Of course, because Elisa had served her her purpose. So Michael didn't need her anymore. Um, She went on to go move to another state because, I mean... She don't want to go to jail, but she also don't want to get caught. And Hawaii is not safe for her anymore. She needed to get away. Um, But just because Michael wasn't initially a suspect, didn't mean he wouldn't soon become one. And I say that because, listen, y'all. Once the police find out Michael is not all that he said he was, they go after him. They do. Like, when they find out that he's having all these affairs and sleeping with these men and how how unhappy he was, because he talked too much. Stop talking so much. You telling anybody who will listen that you don't like your wife, and then when she end up dead, you want to know why they're looking at you. Hmm. All right. By this time, the police know that um, Elisa was more than just, you know, a friend of Michael's, you know what I mean? And they go after her. They go after her hard. And she tells them, she's like, well, you know, this is what happened. I did kill her. But the reason why I killed her is because Michael told me and she had the messages. And of course, the police had the messages by this time. Um, So the police offer her a deal because they know that in order for her to testify against Michael, They're going to have to give her something. And they know that although she did kill Catherine, Michael was the, he was the puppet master. He was pulling all the strings. Even Catherine's father told her that he forgave her um, because he felt like she was being controlled by Michael. So he said to, to, to Elisa, I forgive you. You know what I mean? I know that you didn't, you know, I forgive you for what you did to my daughter. Now, although she testified against her lover um, and Michael did get sentenced, Elisa was sentenced to 33 years in prison. And her lover, the husband of Catherine, was charged with 35 years. The story breaks my heart because Michael could have just left and lived the life he wanted, but greed stopped him. Michael had 400,000 reasons to stay. But in the end, he ended up with no money and will spend the best years of his life in jail. And for why? Michael didn't give Catherine a choice. He didn't. You know what I mean? 
accept me for who I am or walk away. Michael made the choice for her and it cost her her life. So sad. Rest in paradise to Catherine. Um, If someone is trying to get you to do something that is going to make you end up in the grave or questioning your sanity, it is not worth your peace. Don't try to turn the, what, what they say, don't try to turn the red flags green. Don't, don't do that. We do that so very often. We try to make something, look, I, we'll ask God for a sign. He'll give us a billboard and then we say we can't see. Stop playing. You know, you know when enough is enough. And you can always reach out to us here at Such a Lady and we'll be more than happy to help you in any way that we can and point you in the right direction. Or you can always reach out to the National Domestic National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. Or you can walk away. You don't need a reason. You don't need nobody telling you, hey, it's okay. You don't Listen, if you know, you know. So many times we we don't listen to our gut and our gut is what's telling us, listen, it's not that that feeling that you feel it is not there because it want to be there. It's there because it's telling you, hey, this is not safe. I want you to be safe. I want you to be great on purpose. I don't want to have to tell a story about you on this podcast. I don't want to have to tell a story about me on this podcast or somebody have to tell a story about me on their podcast. So I say all that to say, listen choose you. You know what I mean? Because people will take and take and take and take and take from you until there's nothing left to give and then walk away and look at you crazy when you be like, what the hell is wrong with you? They will do that. You have to choose you. Okay? And I don't, you know what I mean. Don't don't make it deeper than what it is. You got to choose you. Now, y'all don't forget to be great on purpose. Meet me back here, same time, same place on Monday. I love y'all. And please again, forgive me for last week um meet me at such a lady 30 on instagram or such a lady on facebook i love for you all to see the beautiful pictures um and um also i have another surprise for you all so um meet me over there and i'll chat with you and we'll meet back here next monday same time same toxic place i love you guys thank you for tuning in to such a lady mm-hmm.